what is breath work? I, I had no idea, never have heard of this, nothing. And I remember getting on and there was like the spark in my body. I, it's like a feeling I've never felt before of like, like right in my solar plexus, this like warm, almost like, like it made me sweaty kind of feeling. And I felt this like rush through my whole body, like an adrenaline rush. And I remember like going into like cold sweats and I was like, what the hell is going on in my body right now? Am I having like an anxiety attack? Is this like the start of a panic attack now? And I remember just like, you know, putting in my information to find out more information. And Megan called me. And next thing I know, I'm like asking my husband for my my wallet to pay for it. And I get off the phone and I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Deeper Awareness. On the show today, Josh and I had an opportunity to listen to Cheyenne Gallagher-Jackson's story. And we get this beautiful glimpse into her life and how time after time, when it proves that time after time, when we follow our heart, it just leads us down this path of finding our purpose. And that's exactly what she did as she enters this world of somatic healing. um, And she's just able to help so many people. So it's just, it was such a gift to be able to listen to her experience and how she got here. So if her story or any of the other stories that we share on here resonate with you, please share with a friend, like, comment, subscribe um, on whatever platform you're listening to, because wouldn't it be just a wonderful thing for people's stories like Cheyenne to get heard around the world? So please enjoy this episode. Today we have Cheyenne. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell the world what you what it is you do, how you help people? Yeah, so I am Cheyenne Gallagher. I live in Arizona. Right now I have a little shop that I do one-on-one sessions, and I am a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator, as well as the advanced level two breathwork through PAUSE. And I am a trauma-informed somatic healing coach through PAUSE. And I am a Yusui Reiki master. Mm, That's so beautiful. A lot of juicy stuff happening there. Yes, yes. Sorry, how do you spell the Reiki? U-S-U-I and then Reiki, R-E-I-K-I. I'll look it up. Yeah. So my grandmother is the one who attuned me and she was only number three attuned from Yusui's grand or um, I'm sorry, granddaughter um, in Hawaii. So the lineage of mine, I'm only like number 11 straight from Yusui. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Very traditional, very authentic. 
Um, not like what you see now, you know, if you get on like TikTok and things where it's a little bit more um, woo-woo looking, I guess. Um, it's very, very traditional, almost seems kind of basic, but very potent energy. Yeah. And so is that what you got into first for breathwork and somatics? Um, actually, first I did massage therapy and uh, yeah, I started there um, actually to go back even further. I always knew I wanted to help people. Um, I just didn't know what that entailed. I didn't know how to even begin. So I went to cosmetology school. And to me, to make someone look beautiful makes them feel beautiful. And there's that inner connection to your hair, especially with women, you know, your hair is everything. And so at 13, I dropped out of high school and got my GED to go to cosmetology school. Um, but then I had my daughter two weeks before graduation. So I actually didn't get certified in it. But it was it was my first step of like, wow, I can really change someone's perspective of themselves just by making them look nice to them you know, making them feel beautiful. So can we back up to the dropped out of high school moment? Like what was going on there? If you're okay sharing. Yeah. So, um, actually this is kind of really where my journey took off for me. And I, I, I realized just how disconnected, numb I really was. Um, so very backstory. I'm just going to start from the beginning. When I was little, I was very open to energies. I was like one of those weird kids that I could like see things, hear things. I knew things that was like, you know, she's crazy. She's making it up. Very strong imagination. I remember like sharing with my family that I could like, at the time I didn't know the terminology, but like astral project. So I was like, hey, I can see myself sitting on that rock over there, staring at myself, staring at myself, you know, and they were like, okay, <laughs> you know, and I think just from that perspective of such a young age of everyone telling you, like, that's not true. That can't be true. You don't see these things that you start to find ways to like numb it, to quiet it down. Um and then we made a really big transition, um, a quick transition from Ohio to Arizona. It was in three days, we packed up our whole house, you know, a family of six moved clear across the United States to start over. And it came with a lot of like unknown, why are we doing this? You know, we were all left in the dark. And so from that perspective, I, I you know, now I know like my nervous system was shutting down. I was coming into this space of, there's no trust. There's no um, understanding. I don't know what's going on. And then a few months after moving to Arizona, my mom left. So it was my dad raising four girls by himself, all very close in age, all teenagers at the time. Um, that at this point in my life, I felt like I needed to feel something, which led to a drug and alcohol addiction from 13 until I was 16. And so I just felt like at school, I never fit in. I was always kind of the loner, but also the party one. So like, yes, I had tons of friends, but in the space of, I always had drugs and alcohol. There was always going to be a good time had. And 
in return, I felt wanted. I felt needed. I felt, you know, these were my people. I didn't have my people at home anymore. These were now my people. And so I got into some trouble and I got kicked out of my house and moved back to Ohio, which was not any better. Come back and then ended up in juvie. So from that point, I was like, I need to kind of do something different. And at this point, my mom was slowly coming back into our lives. And she was like, I'll pay for you to go to cosmetology school. You just have to be 16. And I was like, yes, I'll do it. Um, and then shortly after, like three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. So yeah, that's kind of where it all began. And just such a young age of just numb and, and, you know, lived this numbness up until I actually found pause breath work back in 2021. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, I had my daughter at 16 and I tried to go back to school because I needed structure. I needed some guidance of what to do next. And it just, it didn't fit. I didn't want to ever leave her. I got this um, really bad postpartum anxiety. I didn't want to leave her with anybody. I didn't ever want to be away from her. And so I ended up just keeping the GED and going to work full time and so yeah, that's that was a big struggle for me for a long time. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that. It yeah. sounds like there's a there's a lot there and just it feels like there's a lot of just uncertainty in your in your um upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. And we've um Hannah and I have talked about as people have come on these patterns that we start to see in society. And it seems like you having those gifts at such a young age, but that nobody related mm -hmm. and that deep need that we all have to belong. Right. And then we hide the, the weird parts of us that are keeping us from belonging, mm -hmm. but then we disconnect from ourselves and so, and then that need to numb because when we're disconnected from ourselves, that doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel authentic. Um, so I'm curious if in like a good enough world or a, a better, better society, because understanding you're not the only one right that has those gifts and those gifts are are so needed today mm -hmm. and so if like you were to speak to your parents back then or to parents in general that may have gifted children that are saying these things like what what advice would you give yeah yeah, so this is something that is actually very present in my life now because um, all three of my children have shared things with me that I'm like, wow, how do you know this? Where does this come from? And, you know, I think there just needs to be a little bit of um, compassion and, and just listening to what they're saying. And, and there doesn't need to be a conversation around it sometimes. Just listening and like, oh, wow, that's really really cool that you're experiencing that or like, you know, share with me what that feels like. There needs to be more of that open conversation about it. Um, 
because like with my daughter, when she was young, she actually walked me through one of my great aunt's homes that she hasn't been in in 30 years. But I mean, she had full details of exactly how it looked. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, were you there? And she would tell me, yeah, I've been there before. I've been in this house. I remember being with them. And to me, I was like, oh, so maybe she's still in that thin veil of between the lives, between and remembering her past life and and being in a space of, oh, I've been here before. There's that remembrance. And same with my son, you know, just on um, the second, my family celebrates Day of the Dead. And, you know, we did our altar and my youngest son, who's two, was up all night having conversations about all his dinosaurs and he was jumping around and playing. And, you know, the human part of me was like, damn it, go to bed. <laughs> like, please just go to sleep. But then, you know, that softer, gentler understanding soul that I have is like, wow, who's here that he's having these conversations, this experience with, you know, obviously somebody has come to share this moment with him and in a space of never meeting in this lifetime and, and taking this opportunity to, to have this conversation now. So it was actually beautiful. And, you know, I think we just need to not have to understand everything, mm. not have to have answers to everything. Just let it be. There's so much unknown in this world that we can't explain it all. And just make the space for them to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause the next chapter for us, I see is, you know, people finally leaning into the knowledge of frequencies and energies and, and the time, the, where we get all of that knowledge is when we were kids and we like let that go. So I think, you know, inviting back that sense of playing and, just getting curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not trying to define things, but you get a feeling of some sort of, you know, different energy around you. Just get curious about it and not try to explain it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just allow it to be. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, I feel like there's so much like safety is a new concept to me in the last year. And it's like this idea of safe to be me. It feels like that's where authenticity gets to be. Gets to be. Um, and then it feels like we get to expand as a society, what, how to let more people belong as they mm -hmm. are. And it feels like the way to do that is to, ensure that somebody knows they belong as they are and that they belong to themselves. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so when we belong to ourselves as we are, and we're accepted in a society, it feels like that's when we as a society just expand and grow. And there's so much love in that space. Yeah. Yeah. No more trying to fit in. Yeah. 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 I love that you just shared that because honestly, up until I started pause, there was no sense of safety in my system as well. 
And so trying to still receive and feel that safety um, has allowed me in return to step into my most authentic self. And from that space, I am able to share that same sense of safety and, and the guiding of other people into their most authentic self to just let it be, to let themselves express fully who they are mm-hmm. in the safety and connection of this. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite the journey. And that's why we, that's why I love doing this podcast is because just permissioning people to be their authentic selves. And it's, it's not, it doesn't come that easy. Like I have to remind myself constantly to continue to be authentic. Like, cause that voice constantly will come in to be like, people might think you're weird if you do that. Like that voice is never going to completely go away, but it's about noticing Maybe it can, but it's about noticing when that's being too loud and just being like, I'm safe. I am safe. Mm-hmm. Reminding, finding that safety in your body, reminding yourself that you're safe to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's contagious. <laughs> Absolutely. So Cheyenne, if we go back and we like to uncover, like if there's a moment or moments, you know, that kind of led you inward that Mm -hmm. that there was like this you're like doing the thing that society said and then you're like well this is not working at all like let me figure out this other way can you walk us through that yeah so let's take it back to when I had my daughter um there was this like switch that clicked on that was like remember remember who you are and, and be that for her. And so I was like, yeah, I need to feel my body again. And so that's when I was like, let's do massage therapy. Because if I can feel others bodies, there's that co-created healing that happens as the massage therapist as well, because you're hands on touching someone as they're starting to feel good you in return receive that, that same energy. You know, if you're open to it and you can read that energy, it is a reciprocal receiving. And so I started to just really love the healing that people were getting physically from it. And in return, like that was physically and internally healing a part of me that was like, oh, I, I am needed. People, people want me, they need me. And so um, I was talking with my grandmother about it and she was like, well, why don't we do Reiki with your massage? And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What is that? (laughs) And she was like shocked that I had never heard of this before, especially coming from massage therapy. And, you know, it is a hands-on modality. So she offered me a session and I remember like floating off the table. I remember just being so wide open, overly emotional because for the first time in at least six years, my body rested. Mm -hmm. My body was able to feel for myself and not feel from somebody else's perspective or this false sense of, I feel good because I'm helping people. 
you know, that was, that was such, such a protector for me for so long. Um, so from that, that day, I was like, yes, I want to do this for myself. I want to do this for my family. I want to share this. And then again, I start doing it and there was, oh, this is culty work. Oh, you're a witch. Oh, you're doing devil work. And, you know, this is against all religions. And even if you were to explain it, you know, it's only from their perspective, only from their capacity that they'll understand it. So again, I felt like, oh, I need to come back. I need to, you know, pull it back in, reel it in. I can't, I don't want to be that. I, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm this witchy, devil worshiping, satanic energy worker. Like that just seemed really uncomfortable for me. So I diverted and I went to become a waitress and then I bartended and then I worked as a at, at the school as a one-on-one aide because in all of these jobs, I felt like there was still that that connection. There was still that, you know, healing going on because you you have to be personable. You want to listen to people, you want to hear their stories, you want to be that safe space for someone to talk. And even though like, yes, you're serving food, you still create relationships. You know, as, as a bartender, people look at you as a therapist, you know, towards the end of the night, you know, a lot of people's stories and Mm -hmm. in that, in that space, it felt good for me again. You know, I started to feel like, wow, I'm needed. Somebody, somebody feels safe and wants to talk to me and that feels good. But again, it was still that like, I'm, I'm constantly helping, helping, helping others. And there's still this disconnect from my own self. And it wasn't until I went through a really ugly divorce and was left, you know, homeless, two kids working three jobs that I was like, in just complete survival mode, like just numb. And, you know, a few years later, I met my husband now and we ended up having a child. And when he was born though, he was, you know, upside down and he was breech and just, you know, all the things that happened, happened. And it was just a very traumatic birth experience. He came out with um, tongue tied and buckle. And then um, he had a lot of food allergies, a lot of skin allergies. So for like the first year of his life, we were in and out of hospitals all the time. And so again, I felt like I was stuck in this survival mode and two kids at home and a baby that we had appointments for all the time. And I remember, you know, the day that I was just like, I, I can't, I am, I can't do this anymore. Sorry. It always makes me like so emotional because I was sitting in the back seat of the car with him and he never traveled well. So he was like screaming and crying and, you know, we're on the freeway going down to Phoenix Children's Hospital. And I just remember like thinking in my mind, like, how can I just, how can I just end this for myself? I don't want to, I don't want to feel this anymore. And I'm bringing everybody down because I'm just constantly stressed. And there's just been no sense of safety of of connection with anybody because now I've been isolated to taking care of this baby. And it was just, 
ruining relationships with everybody, with my two older kids, with my husband. And I just remember like, you know, you get to that point where like all the things are going through your mind and nothing's going through your mind at the same time that I was like, blindly scrolling all the social medias, just trying to do something and, and to kind of like tune out his crying. Cause it was just, you know, it's overwhelming. And it was like, pause breath work popped up and it was like trauma informed. And I was, you know, it, it's one of those things where it like pings your system but you're like, why, why I already do energy healing. Why this, you know? So I kind of just like discredited it and put it aside. And then I switched over to like Instagram and it was like instant pause breath work. And I'm like, again, like, why is my algorithm doing this? I don't look up this stuff right now. Like it wasn't even in my, my vocabulary of anything on healing right now. Like I was so like low vibrational numbness that it wouldn't have been in my algorithm. And then I got on TikTok and it was like this woman doing a demonstration of how powerful your breath can be and, you know, coming back to your body. And I was like, okay, I'm all about the universal signs. And for me, if I see something three times in a row, like pay attention. And it was honestly within like 30 minutes, all of these three things had come up. So I, I remember like Googling, what the hell is pause breath work? Like, what, what does that even mean? Or like, what is breath work? I, I had no idea, never have heard of this, nothing. And I remember getting on and there was like the spark in my body. I, it's like a feeling I've never felt before of like, like right in my solar plexus, this like warm, almost like, like it made me sweaty kind of feeling. And I felt this like rush through my whole body, like an adrenaline rush. And I remember like going into like cold sweats and I was like, what the hell is going on in my body right now? Am I having like an anxiety attack? Is this like the start of a panic attack now? And I remember just like, you know, putting in my information to find out more information. And Megan called me. And next thing I know, I'm like asking my husband for my, my wallet to pay for it. And I get off the phone and I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? This is like not who I am. I'm so type A that like I need to have pros and cons. I need to have everything lined up for me to say no. And I just did it. And it was like, in that moment, I felt like I had to be here. Like, there was no more, like, I need to run away. There was no more, like, I have to end this. Because now there's, like, that opening, that purpose again, that sense of, I'm so needed. Like, how fucking dare you think those thoughts five minutes ago, mm -hmm. you know? And so... I signed up right before the May cohort I started or the April cohort started. So I actually missed it by like a week and I ended up starting in October, but I took those months to just take them, take it all in. Like anybody that posted the needed hours, I was on it. The three day challenges, I was on it. Like 
it sparked something in me that was like, this is what you need to be doing. So experience it all. So when the time is ready and it's here, you'll already know how you are going to feel and help others. And so I remember like my first three sessions though, I was, she was, you know, beautifully guiding. And I was like, I just don't feel it. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Where's the experience? And it wasn't until I did, um, I want to say it was Megan's first one, the um, mentor Megan, that I was like blown wide open. I had never cried so ugly in my life. Like it was the deepest of ugliest cries. And then I remember laughing because it was like, oh, it's just that easy. It's just that easy to let the emotion out. And, and there was no judgment. Nobody told me like, oh my God, stop crying. That is so ugly. Pull yourself together. It was almost like, that's beautiful. Wow. Like good for you. And then it like, it just switched that it was okay to cry. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Okay. To feel it was okay to have these emotions that it was. Yeah. It was such a profound experience that really shifted my perspective of it's okay. We, we can feel this way and it doesn't have to be, you know, pushed down, shoved down, you know, knock it off, suck it up kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away by your car ride. Like, yeah, I'm sure that was a great basis. Cause when they, in the program, when they talk about, you know, just being able to hold the duality of everything, like that was the perfect example of holding everything like from one extreme to the next of feeling completely lost to feeling like, Oh my God, this is, this is everything. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that moment for you. Yeah. Thank you. I did the same thing when I, after I paid for it, I was like, what did I just do? It's so funny how so many people have that same experience, that same calling of there's no, there's no saying no here. Yeah. 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 And, you know, going through the the breathwork program, it was just everything for me because even like in the beginning and, you know, something that I've always experienced that I learned has become this triggered pattern and this protector is when things get hard, just quit just quit. The world will continue. Your life will continue. Don't struggle. Don't try to overcome it. Just quit. And, you know, when I went through the pause breathwork program, I realized like, holy shit, this is something that I'm actually finishing. You know, I didn't finish school. I didn't finish massage or um, cosmetology school. My Reiki business, I just stopped because somebody told me that I was something I wasn't, you know, and it was just like this, this pattern in my life. And when I got through the pause program, I was like, I just fucking did that. Like, oh my God, I was able to find this part of me that just felt like when things got hard to stop. And it was really easy, actually, you know, once I found that depth. And that connection to just rewrite the story that I don't have to quit, that this is an opportunity to explore. This is an opportunity to go even deeper into it. And, you know, then 
as the world works, as the universe comes in, somatic came up and they were like, we're starting a somatic course in February and, you know, sign up now. And of course, same thing. I was like somatic, like, what, what does that even mean? Like somatic is your body. There's so many things you can do with somatic healing. So I was like, I don't know. And I had the call and it was like, again, where's my card? Let me just pay for this. I don't know what I'm getting into. And it was such a deeper, deeper level. Like I had to go through this. This program had to be in my life to get me to where I am today. Not to mention that sense of community too, that you thought didn't exist for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because still I find the pause family is family. Like they're not going away. They're still here. I feel such a connection to them, even, you know, just watching their, their Instagrams, their Facebooks, their TikToks. It's like, oh yeah, you go girl. Like this is my family right here. There's such a, a support system that you know, I don't think my system has ever felt, truly felt until this program. Mm -hmm. And discovering all that ease too of like you, when you said, oh, it's, oh, I, it's just this easy to let the emotions out. Yeah. And it's just this easy to follow this, my heart and just like all that ease that comes along with surrendering into something that is calling you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so I have a question with, so one of my mentors taught me this idea of invisible prisons. It's like these beliefs that, that are in us and it's um, beliefs about ourselves or about the world or about money or relationships or whatever it is. And they're inside of us and they're driving the bus and we don't even know they're there. Um, and then for me, the work has been going in and finding those. So can you remember before breath work, like your view of yourself and then after, you know, going through these, breathwork and then the somatic coaching program and you talked about this depth that you experienced and i've used that word before but depth is kind of like an abstract label that can be mentally understood but to mm. be felt is different i don't know if you can like talk to that yeah yeah so I remember before breath work and before really diving into this, you know, internal healing, this internal connection, I viewed myself as this working mom who just had to work, work, work to make it to survive, to just be here. And, you know, anytime I thought that I was something else, which was, you know, an authentic feeling I allowed the projection of others to put that identification on me that I'm not. And so for the longest time, I walked around with these labels, these identifications of, oh, the bartender, oh, the waitress, the, the, the school aide, you know, my kids' mom. And 
as, as much as all of that was true, it, those are like surface labels. So when I allowed myself to, you know, come in and embody who I am and find my true essence, it was like, no, you're Cheyenne. You are this bright being. You are this light in this world. You are here to heal. You are here to help. And it was such a shift in my internal perspective that externally, it was like, I need to radiate that energy. I need to allow people to feel that like, yes, although this is my job, that's not who I am. I am still this being, I'm still this soul that's on the same journey as you in a different experience. And from that perspective, it really just shows me that you can be all these things on the outside, but your internal essence will shine through, through your energy and through what you authentically offer to this world. You know, right now I'm still a preschool teacher, but there's so much more of holding compassion and and empathy and love and understanding for these little bodies, these little minds that, you know, you can allow them the space to step into who they are without that projection already. You need to sit, you need to do this, you need to be this. It's like, no, tell me who you are. What do you like to do? You know, express yourself freely. Show me what it is that you like about yourself. And it's now that we have this ability to shift that perspective for others as well. You know, guiding them into tell me who you are. Because a lot of times people identify with what society has identified them with. And it's not until they come in where it's like, yeah, this is what I do, but this is who I truly am, that they're able to find that connection and then allow that connection, that energy to, to be shared. So do you feel, so I've asked a few people this, the, the idea of going within. Mm -hmm. So for me, it felt, I, I was afraid of what I'd find. I, I was afraid that what I thought was in there would be confirmed and that felt scary. So mm -hmm. did you have similar or was there different for you when you, when you realized going in was the answer. What, what kind of resistances did you encounter? Yeah. So when I started the journey of going within, there was resistance because a lot of that same, you know, hearing things again, seeing things again, being able to, you know, be an observer of my physical body from an outside space, just kind of reconfirmed everything that I experienced as a child. And there was this almost um, like anger around it because there was like, this has always been here. And there's this longing that all this time I could have had this. And then there's that resentment of everybody always shutting me out. Mm -hmm. So it was an internal conflict of like, you know, we, this is the part that needs to be healed. There's that forgiveness of, of them not understanding from their perspective. There's this forgiveness for them not having the capacity to understand that we're all different. We're all going through a different experience in this world. We all come from different experiences and we're all here for different reasons as well. And so from that, I was able to just kind of 
let it go that although I haven't had all this time to amplify and dive deeper into this gift, it's also now a new opportunity to go deeper and to explore and bring curiosity to how I can move forward with this sight, with this hearing, with this all knowing, with being able to, you know, project for whatever outcome. It's just been kind of now like a fun exploration of a remembrance, but also now a leveling up, a, an ascending into it that I think, you know, if I wasn't ever to come into my body, I don't think I would have ever gotten out of these vicious cycles of just running to keep up, you know, finding myself in this survival that it's now I'm able to come in and rest and explore and bring that curiosity of fun into what it is we all have the ability to do. It's like another layer unlocked every time you come in and you know, yes, there are things that like, I still have to work through, you know, things come up and it's like, oh, okay, I find myself angry over this again. Let's sit with it. Let's go a little deeper into that and, and begin to shed another layer of it so we can expand a little more. So in the breathwork world, we understand what like embodiment or coming into our body means can you share for for maybe listeners that don't understand can you just kind of explain it define it what what is that for you yeah so the best way for me to explain to even my clients this the sense of feeling is you get to a point where you're just focusing on your breath that your mind begins to quiet there's no thoughts coming in this moment and you just become so much more aware and attuned to your physical body as, as a body, you know, it's not yours. It's not anything. It's just this body lying here. And the more you bring that awareness to this body, the more you can go even deeper into your body. You can begin to feel, you know, I like to guide for those that have never done it, you know, feel your skin and then, you know, going a layer deeper, notice if you can feel the warmth of your blood as it's flowing through you. And then, you know, once you can get through that layer, that depth, notice if you can feel the bones, you know, it, it's, it's a whole awareness of a physical feeling that some people need to understand what it's like to come into your body physically, to have that awareness, that connection to your body. And even just noticing like the expansion of your lungs. Some people just don't even bring that awareness of your breath is expanding your lungs that is now oxygenating your entire body and bringing this circulation. So for those that have never done it, I like to incorporate more of like the science base behind it, the actual body part of it. And then, you know, one thing that we really focused on with like somatic is you know, you go into your body, your physical body, and then you allow yourself to go into a depth outside of your body, which is now into like your emotional body. And you get to feel from this emotional flow and wave of all these emotions that you've been holding within your body. And there's this exploration of, you know, where these emotions are coming from. You know, a lot of people will feel like 
for instance, a pain in their knee. You know, if you bring your physical awareness or your awareness to the physical space of your knee and then guide them into the emotional space of the knee, they start to release the emotion that's been there. And, and they may not know or have ever had that kind of connection to possibly an emotion being there. And so for me, it's just, it's, it's, you know, tiptoeing into the body. Some people that have never done this, they need that very slow titrated experience of your physical body before you can really dive deep into the emotions that lie here. And that just comes from my own perspective because, you know, I, my own experience, I had to physically feel my body first because there was such a disconnect that, you know, you take for granted all that your body does for you until you are guided into noticing it, into bringing awareness to each part of you. So do you feel, well, what are the benefits of being in your body? Like why would somebody care about their knee and their, the emotion tied to it? Like they're doing the thing, they're living their life. Like, is there a reason somebody would intentionally want to do what you're offering? Yeah, I think it comes from a space of when they're ready. Also, you know, you have to have that little bit of curiosity of what it is that we offer. But when you come into your body, you're physically healing from this, from this perspective, from your breath, you are physically bringing in a healing ailment into your body of lowering your blood pressure, you know, offering more circulation, oxygenating your body. Cancer can't live in a pH balanced body. So you're actually physically fighting off the disease and, and purifying your system. But from an emotional standpoint, when you get into the emotions, you're actually rewiring your brain for more positivity. So when you begin to work through these emotions that have been trapped here, that have been causing dis-ease and discomfort, you're taking yourself out of the triggers. You're letting those protectors go in order to be your true self, to allow these, these protectors to, to step away for a while in order to really see what's here. You know, a lot of times our, our, mind creates stories around why emotion is here. But when you allow yourself to just experience the emotion, those, those mental mind stories get seen from a bigger perspective. You know, you have more of a capacity to understand what it is the experience that you've gone through. And, and through this matured and more wiser person that you are now, you can begin to heal from that depth. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, another thing I've experienced from being more in my body, it feels like I have more access to my heart mm -hmm. and I can connect with people differently. Like I didn't know I could connect. I, it feels like I've always tried to connect with my mind. So then I need something outside of me, like sports or I, I was big into pickleball and it was like, let's talk about pickleball and then we're connected. Mm -hmm. But it, but then I had to be doing the thing to connect with them. And I've learned that the more 
in my heart, I can then connect with them regardless. Like if they're going through a hard thing, let's, let me meet you there. And I, I want to hear more about that. And it, it feels like it's expanded my capacity mm-hmm. to connect. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely resonates because yes, when you do this embodiment work, you know, as the facilitator, as the practitioner, you're not coming from a space in your mind to fix the problems for them. You are coming from a space within your own body, within your own heart to just hold it, to be there, to meet them where they're at, to have that co-nourishing experience with them of, you know, I'm not going to fix you. I'm not going to heal you, but I'm going to hold this space for you to do it for yourself. I was just going to say, most people have never experienced any of that before. Yeah. That's such a foreign concept. Yeah. And I think that is one thing that a lot of people have such a hard time, you know, wanting to experience this because, you know, in society now it's, you go to a doctor, you get prescriptions, you go to a therapist, they're going to tell you all the things and they want you to, you know, when you're, when you're in a space of mental mind work, they want you to talk about it. They want you to come from a space within your mind of all the remembrance. This is such a bottom up approach to that kind of healing that, you know, I don't want you to tell me about it. I don't want you to go completely back into the trauma experience from within your mind's eye. I want you to go into your body and I want you to allow yourself to feel the emotions of the experience, to just be with the emotions as they arise. Because coming from that perspective, you're not re-traumatizing yourself. You're freeing yourself. You are surrendering to this emotion that's been held here for so long that's wanted to be felt, that's needed a place safe enough to be seen, to be heard through the processing. And as the practitioner, you're just holding them in that loving experience. You're just allowing them and accepting them from this point of view, from this perspective, and from this capacity that they have to venture into that and and begin to release it. And what a beautiful release. Yes. Yes, it is. I'd love to hear about the gifts that were squashed as a child and then how you're embracing those and like welcoming those and, um, allowing them to benefit others and yourself, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and it's so funny because um, I remember going through the somatic program and these experiences were so profound in almost every single somatic session that I guided. It was like, I could see their spirit guides around. I could feel their loved ones wanting to communicate and, you know, just this, at first overwhelmed of like, I, this is, this isn't somatic work. Like you guys need to all back up. Cause I'm trying to get them into the anger. You know, <laughs> they're feeling anger rising in their chest back up. And I remember calling Mars one day and was like, Mars, what is going on? Why am I having these experiences? And she was the one that was like, lean into it. Why are you resisting? 
why are you pushing everybody away? And I was like, that's what I was told to do. You know, that's, that was, you know, in my system, that remembrance of this can't be true, push it away. You know, you're not really having this experience. This is false. And it was that internal dialogue from others that has been projected on me. And so after that conversation with Mars, it allowed me to take that time for that deeper exploration of like, I need to shed those identities. I need to shed that projection of this isn't true. This is false. And, and just open up my system to letting it be. And so, you know, since that conversation with Mars, it's like, you know, I invite in the energies. I invite in their spirit guides because a lot of times people feel much safer, you know, not just in our container of healing, but it's like, you're never alone on this earth. Like you have spirit guides here to guide you through this journey as well. They're always here. They're going to always help you and support you through this. And something that I've really come to love in this, in this journey of breathwork and somatic is, you know, your loved ones come through when there's something really hard that you are holding on to. You know, when you're working through that processing of grief and, you know, you're still hitting a wall and hitting a wall, it's always a beautiful experience for me when the loved one comes just as a support of like, I understand you're grieving me still, but I'm always around. There's still that felt sense of me here. And, and then there's also this journey of like, remember all these beautiful times together. Remember all these wonderful experiences we've had and, and how you've grown from this experience. So it's all, you know, it's, it's a remembering and a coming back to that childhood gifts that I had that now it's like, leaning into that has really helped my clients in their own healing and their own releasing with the safety, with that comfort of the energies of the support system they have, not just in this earthly plane, but also in the realms of the spirit world and, and the other dimensions. What does leaning into it look like? Do you like tell the client that so-and-so is here with you like after the fact or how do you play around with that yeah sometimes it's it's kind of like you know in the beginning part of the open conversation is attuning to their energy and and understanding if they're open to that kind of um connection sometimes they come in a space of fear and and that's okay I never want to be like oh I'm sorry you're afraid but your grandma's here you know (laughs) I'll never come at them like that but you know, it's also just when they're in the experience, trusting that, you know, they're feeling other energies around, you know, notice if you're feeling the warmth on your hand as this loving support, you know, honoring you as you release this grief or you're, you're coming into this experience that you're not alone. There is support here. And a lot of times clients are open to that because there is this longing for that connection again, for that that sense that they're still around, you know, a lot of people hear that like, Oh, your loved ones are always around. You always have guides, you know, but putting them in the experience of, you know, almost like, don't, you know, you feel it trust that you're feeling that 
trust that what you're hearing, what you're seeing, this that all knowing that's coming through your body is true. And there's also this now shift in their body of like, oh yeah, no, they are here. Wow. Oh my gosh, they're here. And now there's this like excitement and this, this comfort so that they can go through the process that they're not alone to ever go through the process. So it has been quite a beautiful um, tool to add into the experiences. Mm -hmm. That really is so beautiful. Yeah. I was just really feeling like gratitude for the hard things that you've gone through because of the war, you know, the woman that, that sits before us and all the hard things that you've learned and how you can help people because at a very real level, you experienced it. And there's something very safe and relatable about sitting with someone that that's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I absolutely agree with that. You know, for someone who can be open and vulnerable and share their own life experiences allows for others to feel that safety to share and and come from a space of relate, you know, feeling relatable. You know, everybody goes through experiences and there's, you know, no experience that's ever going to be greater than the other because within our bodies, we all process it differently. Trauma is trauma, no matter what the experience is. And so I think that coming from that perspective allows people to feel validated that even though, you know, they've been told like, that was nothing, you're fine, get over it. Their system is still very ruptured in that experience and now have all these triggers from it that having someone to just sit with them and validate that, you know, wow, you did go through something. You, I see you, I hear you. That is absolutely a valid experience, a valid trauma and, and taking it from that layer, allowing them to begin to heal and, and shift that perspective within their systems. So I want to, I want to share, um, this new insight that came through for me last night. So Andrea, who's been on the podcast, she was my mentor and we still, you know, interact and hang out and whatnot. So she was um, facilitating me last night and she talked about the rupture Mm -hmm. and, and she said, or, or wound, she, she called it a wound and a rupture. And she's like, whatever you want to call it. And that connected a dot inside of me because I call them wounds in me. And then there's um, this new, I don't know if it's new, new to me, this idea of rupture and repair in relationships where two people, when we have a rupture, if we don't have the skills to repair it, then a lot of times we sweep it under the rug and then it festers and the resentment, and then it comes out sideways at some point. And so um, learning that skill is really important and healing the wounds underneath that is causing those. But, but what, what landed for me last night that, that uh, there's like so much gratitude was that my body is my home 
And I realized as I am building this relationship with myself in very much the same way it will look with others is I get to find these wounds and these ruptures inside of me and I'm repairing, I'm doing the same work inside of me as I build this relationship inside. And she talked about, Andrea talked about like, uh, my home is, it has like the paintings on the wall. And I see like, um, the sheetrock that has like the dented in that got busted up. And I was like, Oh, how long has that been there? And then I get to heal it. I get to fix it. And little by little, I'm building a space, which is my body that is my home. And then wherever I go, I'm in my body and I feel because I've taken care of it. I'm, I'm repairing it inside me. It, there's so much comfort and safety and love that exists inside my vessel, which I don't know. It, it just really was meaningful because I'm repairing it and that shows that I value it. And it feels like this is feeding into self-love at a, the inside job way, not just like a affirmation way. It feels like I'm embodying love because of the care I'm taking to repair all these ruptures inside me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that analogy of being able to come into the home and seeing the parts that need to be repaired and, and coming from a space of, I love this home. I need to fix this home because I love this home. It's safe for me. But yeah, that's beautiful. And recognizing that when there's been a rupture that's caused the damage, that you can come in and, and meet it and fix it. Yeah. I've heard the metaphor with a, a car, but if we do it with a home, it's the same thing. It's like you're get you've been given one home. You don't get another one. This is your home for the your whole life. And are you going to, you know, let the gutters get clogged? Are you going to leave that hole in the wall unpatched? Or because it's the only one you get, you're going to take care of it Mm as much as you can so that it lasts as long as it does. So I've heard the metaphor with the car, like you get the oil changed, you do all the things. But yeah, I like the home much better because that's where you're living. It's your home. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Josh has the best metaphors. (laughs) You do. (laughs) So Cheyenne, how are you working with people and what's like your big vision? Like what, what does it look like present day? And like, what, what are you wanting to expand into? Yeah. So right now I'm um, working in two locations and really just taking on one-to-one clients. Um, I kind of merge everything all into one. So it's, it's a, breathwork somatic Reiki experience with the energy, with the breathing, using your body. Um, But I do have a lot in the works of collaborating with one of my really good friends who does spinal flow and, um, you know, doing some workshops with her and trying to get some retreats going. But yeah, I'm kind of just in this space of flow and openness and just allowing it all to be. 
you know, I, I've really experienced in the last few months that the more I come from sourced energy, everything flows. When I start to put in that, you know, mental energy of, of doing all the things and getting all the things done, it I, I find myself at walls. <laughs> so yeah, just kind of in the flow of, of sharing these gifts, how and where and when with whoever's open to it. Yeah. Do you have like a, a lot of times because of the things we've gone through, we have like a special place in our heart for helping particular people. Do you have something like that? Um, Not, not particularly. No, I find that um, I work with quite a diverse um, clientele right now that come from all ranges of upbringings of of their experiences of what they're going through and i think from that point of view right now has allowed me to be outside of the box be outside of this fixed container of this is only what i'm working with and i think that's been a really beautiful experience because i mean i even work with children i mean i'm a preschool teacher so you know there's ways that i incorporate that into our day-to-day routines but also working with, you know, adults and and what they're experiencing and and being able to hold the diversity of even just men and women and their experiences. And, you know, someone who comes from, you know, an amazing upbringing and someone who's come from such struggles has been a beautiful way to also, you know, keep me in a fresh mindset of, you know, where are we going to go with this? Where, what depth can we take this to today? And just leaving it very open. And we always like to ask you before we end, is there, if you can share one message with the world, what would that be? Yeah, I think my message would just be to just try experience it I think there's this you know once you step into the experience there's this aha moment that really unfolds and it's such a beautiful experience to feel to actually feel physically mentally emotionally who you are and and from that space you get to really allow that authenticity your soul's essence to be here. We all have an agenda on this planet. We all came to earth with our contract signed of what we're supposed to do. And with this work, we're able to come back into a remembrance of why we're here. And I think that is, starts with just your first experience, you know, taking that leap into the journey. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So how can people find you? I am on Facebook and Instagram and just through my name. Yeah. I have a website, soultosoulhealing.net. You can check out my stuff there and what I offer and booking and everything there. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. 
We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now, and see you in the next episode.